The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Homeboy 88 of the Video Game Connection Podcast. Now with video on Spotify, just like Joe Rogan, complete with a special intro, game clips, movie clips, and music videos, all in one show. It's a jam-packed hour of a great audio and visual experience, so check it out on Spotify and press play. One of the only video podcasts out today. So... Type in the Video Game Connection podcast on Spotify to experience the show. Thank you. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel hello so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! saying that that's okay I will now I um I used to say all the time that revenge is a confession of pain and it is I still believe that and I feel like confessing some things to you guys today I feel like that I feel like that can help right so here it goes I confess that I have problems I know I have problems. I've always had, I've always had problems. You know, it's not hard for people to see. <laughs> but there's a few of them, like anger, 
Sometimes it can take me to places that I don't want to be in this past time. It took me to some place that I shouldn't have come back from. I, I really shouldn't. But for whatever reason, I get chances. Chances that most people won't get. And I confess that this time, I, I, I was happy. I was content with just being left alone. I was okay with it being over. I wanted you to stop saying my name. I wanted you to leave me the hell alone. But I confess that I'm really glad you did it. Because I needed you. I needed all of you. You pulled the spears out of my ribs and yanked me up. And you told me what I was supposed to do without even having to tell me. And I'm thankful for that. Because now, I can see. I know who you are. I know what you want, I know what you're trying to do. But it won't work. I confess that along this journey I'm going to do horrible, horrible things. But I will never feel sorry for them. I'm just a servant now. I go where the circle takes me. Now another double team coming from the team of Rodriguez and Shotzi. And Shotzi from high above, yeah. taking out damage control. That's right. Super kick caught Sheamus. Oh, and a knee to the face. Sheamus into the cover for the win. Sammy up on the apron, the official dealing with that boot Sammy Zane. I'm gonna say hats off to Sammy oh Zane. the smartest thing I've ever seen. Puts it over our table with a super kick, and now a super kick to Rich Holland. Oh, the boots are piling up like cornwood here at ringside. And oh my God. The announce table! The announce table! Put on top of the brawling brutes! Puts in Holland trapped by the Usos! Sheamus on the top rope! Somehow this match still going on. Absolute chaos and carnage at ringside. And Sheamus with the right hand trying to fight his way back into the ring. Holland and Butch and Sami Zayn now hanging on. The official not seeing any of this. Solo caught Sheamus with a kick to the bad arm. The Brutes somehow trying to get out of it. But meanwhile, Solo into the cover. Issuing an open challenge tonight as the WWE Universe is expecting based on your previous patterns. Oh, is that what they're expecting? Well, let's get something clear, Kayla. I issue open challenges to prove I'm the best, not to entertain the WWE Universe. I owe them nothing, okay? I gave them everything that I had and I got nothing but hate for it. If I kept chasing their approval after all of that, how pathetic does that make me? No, I didn't come back for them, and I don't win for them. I ripped this title off your Glitter Cinderella to spite them. Because I don't want the best to win. I want their favorites to win. Well, now they're stuck with the best. Wait, Rhonda, to be, to be clear, to be clear, there's no open challenge tonight, then. Next week, when I feel like it. I'm get the hell out of Ohio.
Dakota Kai trying to fight back. Raquel gonna dump the coat over the top rope, and she's over the top rope as well. Taking each other out of this matchup. And now Bailey up on the apron draws the ire of Shotzi. And Io Sky with Shotzi in trouble. Sky gonna go up to the top rope. Everyone else down. Moonsault from the genius of the sky. Cover on Shotzi. Ever seen oh. a man tower over Braun Strowman? I believe I'm saying this. Omos makes the monster almost. Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air. 
for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk Monday edition. I'm your host Jimmy T, my co-host, I don't even have to introduce him at this point, he's pretty much on every show of mine for the last how many months, it's Dr. Jeff Lippman, it is Evil Dose, I think. Welcome back to the Smack Talk. What's crackalackin' and what's news, Jeff? I'm feeling oozy. Oh, you're feeling oozy? Mm-hmm. Very oozy. Feeling oozy. I didn't even know oozy was even a word, Jeff. Sure, of course it is. You should know. You're part of the bloodline. You were just telling me <laughs> that pre-production. Well, like I said, I do have a lot of Samoan friends. And we don't say oozy. We say uso, which is how you really say it, not just us. Where oh. you just you know chop it it's also which obviously means brother but uh yeah man samoans are great people man you just don't well, want to piss them off you acknowledge a different tri- tribal chief than i do because they clearly say us <laughs> well they say us too but it's you know it's also man that's how you say it properly i have my tribal chief you have yours <laughs> well i don't know if i've got a tribal chief but uh nevertheless it's fucking friday night smackdown and it's Friday Night Smack Talk. And every uh, Jeff, every Monday is Friday. I mean, we were meant to do this, you know, a few days ago, but we've had so many other shows that we've had to cover that unfortunately this had to take a back seat. But Jeff, what do you think of Friday Night Smack Smackdown? I was going to say Smack Talk. But what do you think of Smackdown anyway, overall, before we get into it? Smackdown was good. Better than Halloween Havoc, that's for damn sure. Better than uh, Halloween Havoc. That's for double damn sure. Well, it was much better than Rampage, let's be honest. Even though, like I said, I didn't really mind Rampage. And I know you didn't really mind it. I mean, it was so bad, it was good, right? Right, I, I didn't mind it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, that's, it is what it is. Well, Jeff, um, is, there any, uh, is there any news that we need to cover before we get into SmackDown? Is there anything of significance in the world of pro wrestling? No, I've been wondering that. I've I, I just seen a lot of rumors and things like that. Uh, but no, I mean, the... the one thing I think we spoke about maybe yesterday was uh, that the rumor is is that Tony Khan is reconsidering granting the release to Malachi Black. In, in other words, that he's going to buy out his contract and he may start to buy out more contracts a la CM Punk because uh, he doesn't want to, you know, sort of keep people here or keep people in AEW who don't want to be there. Um, it just makes better business than that. He's that his contracts are not the standard contracts that other wrestling promotions use, and and that they have a lot of loopholes, and they don't have the tight kind of language. Uh, and his legal team's a little bit worried about that. And is part of the problem with the with what's going on with CM Punk and the Elite is that they have talent contracts, but that they also have executive contracts as employees, and that's the one. That apparently is biting them more. Uh, you, you know, how, how do you know when they're in which role and which contract controls? And and I'm not saying those are winning arguments, but those are those are the types of arguments that make themselves make their ways to juries as opposed to getting thrown out by a court. So um, that, that that's that's what I'm getting anyway. Uh, the other news was that the Nash family released the cause of death. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So he had like a, a cardiac arrest uh, due to a, a seizure. A seizure, right? And his dad speculates. So we don't know this, but his dad speculates that it's because he stopped drinking cold turkey and maybe it was a shock. Yeah, yeah. 
I was actually funny enough, dude. I was listening to click this Kevin Ash's podcast just before we were going to be on the air, and I only heard the first thirty minutes of it. It's a tough listen, man. I'm not going to lie, and uh, you know what? Things happen like that, Jeff. When you quit cold turkey, whatever addiction I guess you have, it can bring a shock to the body to the point where you know you can you can have a seizure, and unfortunately that. Yeah, that, unfortunately, that she seems to happen a lot. But it's just sad that just the way he passed away. I mean, he was only 26 years old. And I know we've given our condolences right here from the PwC Network. But once again, our condolences go out to to the Nash family from all of us here at the PwC Network. And uh, no no parent should have to bury their child, man. You know, it's sad and it is what it is. Yeah, it's tragic. I never really gave much thought to if you go cold turkey that it would your body could seize, but I mean the addiction becomes physical. So yeah, I, I mean there's a certain sense to it. But I'm not I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on streaming. So uh, yeah. at least not that not a medical doctor anyway. <laughs> you are a doctor, but not a medical doctor, right? And in uh, and to answer your question before about TK, I'm also hearing that uh, the Bucks are going to come back possibly by this Wednesday. Well, I, I, you know, they made it back to the entrance, uh, you know, the opening credits scene where they were taken out. Uh, I heard that their merchandise is back up while there's no CM Punk merchandise and there's no Kenny Omega merchandise. Yes. So, I mean, those are certainly signs of that. Um, so, I guess, good? I mean, I hate to say it, I didn't really miss them, This, you know, but that, you know, them being back, uh, you know, whether I miss them or not, it's not the issue. The issue is... You know, you have a promotion sort of, you know, in, in um, crisis. And I guess if you get one part of that squad back, then there's one less part of the crisis. One one thing is resolved. One one question is done. But there won't be all speculation. Are the Bucks going to go to WWE? I mean, you know, so we don't, we don't, we can take that off the table, hopefully. Well, also, the reason why I bring that up is because uh, on their Twitter, they've actually put up a banner of AEW so I mean they're pretty much it's pretty much a guarantee they're coming back now the Kenny and Punk thing is a lot more interesting the Kenny part especially I, I know we all spoke about this with Jago and uh, and Kevin Panetta on Uncaged but um, the, the fact that Jago thinks this is all a work I'm still laughing Jago it's not a fucking work it's a shoot my friend I'm telling you now I know it's pro wrestling I know we're conditioned to think everything's a freaking work but sometimes not everything is a work and the fact that Kenny has not even up on their merch or not even mentioning him and whatnot I find that extremely suspicious especially considering the Bucks are starting to be mentioned all over again I, I would just like somebody to tell me what was the last good one and, you know, I'll, 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 I'll wait because if, it, if it's more recent than Montreal or the Outsiders you know I mean Everyone thought Cody was a work. Well, he, you know, was on WrestleMania. I mean, uh, exactto mundo. They, they all thought that MJF was a work. Well, he stayed out for three months, and now he has. The thing that might be a work is that he didn't get a contract extension. Right, now, right. There's a lot of speculation that he really did get a contract uh, extension, and along with the raise, and that this is just, you know, uh, to f- keep that story going. Of course, that makes less sense as to why he's being facey, but you know, we, we, wrong show for that. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't really know of any other news. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, 
it's been devoid of news, and, and I have to say, it's good. It's nice to catch a breath, because even after PLE, there's not a lot of news. I mean, granted, it's NXT and everything. The stakes are always a little bit different. I mean, the big news was that nobody got injured after Halloween happened. True. Amazingly, somehow. I mean, what the hell? Especially after the Kemp-Julius uh, Creed match. I mean, jeez. You would have thought someone might have got injured. Uh, but, yeah, thank God no one did. Or the five-year and, ladder match. I mean, that, that's the one that probably seen and that too no you're right absolutely and if you want to check out our review on that fine show you can right here at the pwc network and also i just want to point out we are live on youtube on facebook and on twitter just type the pwc network and i'm sure we will come up if you want to catch us on any of those platforms and obviously we'll be on the download at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows are you not wondering why I'm wearing a collared shirt? You know what? I didn't even notice until you pointed it out. Why are you wearing a collared shirt, Jeff? You didn't pay any attention to <laughs> I was just, I wasn't thinking, but please tell us and the world, why are you wearing a collared shirt? Because the Nephilim Anthropology Conference is this weekend and it's mostly ah. virtual. And for whatever reason, uh, they, they want me to deliver a message. Uh, so I have, I've been putting off recording it because I'm the only person there that's not a member of the clergy or researcher or a subject matter expert. I'm just a freaking podcaster. Um, so I've got, so I figured that at least I should look presentable when I do this little, uh, zoom recording myself and ship it off to England. Is this going live to the world while doing this or is this just a recording? Well, the recording I do will be just a recording. The conference itself will be i mean there are people in person but i imagine the amount of people in person versus virtual tickets is i mean that this largely weighted towards the virtual tickets i mean the entire world is an audience then as opposed to a few people you know in england in part of suburb or part of london anyway uh some of the speakers are on person but but most of which i think are sending recorded uh pre-recorded segments um so You'll be hearing it live, but the segments themselves won't be. I think that some of the speakers will be available for uh, one-on-ones. I'm not one of them. I'm not a speaker. Right. Well, so say either I or the or any of our other listeners and viewers will they be able to tune in during the oh. conference call? Well, they have to. They'd have to buy a virtual ticket. Uh, but it's wow. twenty-five pounds, which is wow. Uh, That's expensive, bro. I think it's less than $25. Well, for you, maybe. No, actually, the pound is, is stronger than the American dollar, I believe. The pound plummeted like two weeks ago. Oh, I mean, really? I, I think they may have to pay us. They may owe me $3 for it. Oh, no it's, shit. It's, I, I didn't realize that. It, it, I think it's regained some of its strength. But no, it's... Uh, it, I mean, it's... If it's a if it's more than twenty five dollars, it's less than thirty dollars. But I, th- I think the pound right now is is actually very weak compared, relatively weak compared to the dollar. The the dollar actually has been gaining strength, which is what usually happens, you know, when there's there's some economic uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, and well, war. Yeah. When there's war, the fiat currency of the of the world uh, <laughs> gets more stable. Weird enough. Mm-hmm. Well, not weird That's enough. why you have to have the biggest military in the world so that you can have the fiat currency. Yes, that's right. And the American petrol dollar. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want the American petrol dollar, get ready to get... Brr, 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 
basically. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to say the words. That's why. But um, just in case I offend someone, even though it's the same shit. But anywho, that's for another time and another show. This is uh, Friday Night Smack Talk, the original Friday Night Smack Talk, not like the imposters over at the WWE. Is that show even still on? No, it's off there. They're cancelled. Really? Already? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, shit, they don't promote it anymore. But anyway, yeah. it's... It's, it's, well, inferior, it's an inferior product. Absolutely. It sure is. Well, we open up... With the show, with the brawling brutes making the entrance, but Bray Wyatt cuts through briefly, all static and cryptic imagery. Um, yeah, whatever. But, but where are we coming from? Where was this? Uh, it was coming from Toledo, Ohio, I believe, at the yeah. Huntington Center. Woof. Yes. Woof, indeed. Um, we move on to our first matchup, though, Jeff. It is Shemus. As uh, if you if you remember, uh, what's his name? Santino Morella used to call him versus Solo Sikoa. And uh, I want to point out did you know Solo is actually Rikishi's shoot name? No, did not know that. Well, now you know. If you didn't, if yeah. you don't know, now you know. Wow. And um, yeah, and I thought this was a great little matchup to start the show, uh, Jeff, even though Sol- Solo Sikoa ends up winning by pinfall with a spinning solo. But I enjoyed this matchup no less. That was great. Um, and the other brawling brutes were not were. Yeah, what happened to them? Uh, well, they they weren't around. I don't know. But uh, they were at the start of the match. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. I never saw them being taken out, or maybe they got ejected because uh, uh, maybe she was acting up. I don't recall them getting ejected. But that, thank you for pointing that out because even me, by the end of the match. You know, the bloodline, you know, there's too many numbers essentially for for Sheamus to actually, you know, have any chance of winning. But they just disappeared. I don't recall them getting thrown back to the back or just, I just don't, rec- I don't even know where they went. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing to sort of stop their momentum, right? Where they're so hot and so unexpectedly hot. Um, word is that Sheamus might have an actual shoulder injury and that's why they're sort oh, of him off TV. Um, he looked beat up, man. He still had bruises from his previous matches, if you saw, even around his shoulder, even under his armpit. Yeah, that's what happens when you're paler than me. I mean, you know. Um, but yeah, they 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 did a they did a they pulmonized his wrist. They they did a <laughs> an arm breaking angle. Well, I'm sure he's probably going to get ridden off television now. I assume. I don't know how serious his injury is, but if they were to do that, it must be kind of serious, right? At least to need surgery. Oof. Well, if that's the case, he'll be out for a few months, and uh, he's not getting any younger. I believe he's in his mid forties now. Yeah, yes, he he's in his mid forties. Yeah, I mean, looks great, but oh, absolutely, he doesn't look like he's even aged. To be honest with you, man, since he first appeared in WWE. To be fair, I'm not sure that it's true. That's just word going around. It hasn't been reported, you know, by you know, or it hasn't been confirmed. So, right. um, I got, you know, we'll see. Yeah, a good. That could be something that's a work. I mean, that, could you be. know, whether it's a there's a shoot injury or not, that could be a work. So we'll we'll find out. But um, yeah, but the you know after the match, obviously the bloodline beat him right. up. Uh, they they broke his arm, and you know there was a little you know issue between Sammy and Jay as to when they went too far, when they sent the message, and you know Sammy all of a sudden you know is, is 
sort of in charge whenever the wise man and the tribal chief aren't around. Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. And uh, was it was it before this match? No, it was after this match. As a matter of fact, when they're celebrating, and we'll get to that because we get back from the commercial as we get a recap of how Rey Mysterio got traded to SmackDown and earned an Intercontinental Championship match. We also get footage from earlier today of Imperium taunting Rey Mysterio backstage about how he's not going to survive against Gunther. Rey says he's not looking for trouble, he just doesn't appreciate being disrespected. So if either of them want a match, he's happy to throw down tonight. Enter Ludwig Kaiser as he accepts his challenge. And uh, yeah, we get that later on in the night. After that, we get Bray Wyatt talks to us from backstage. He apologizes for not finishing what he uh, what he begun, essentially. And um, then we just get into that in a second. But before I do, what do you think of the little Rey Mysterio Imperium sort of thing? I mean, you know, it, I guess it's sort of necessary to, you know, set up Gunter Rey Mysterio. But what bothered me about this, I mean, it was fine. But Rey Mysterio has been in wrestling for something like 30 years. And he's still acting like just because he goes to a different TV show of the same company he's been working for for a number of years and worked for for you know probably an aggregate of close to 20 years or now more. Um, <laughs> it, 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 he doesn't he doesn't want any trouble. I mean, he just doesn't like to be disrespected. I mean, you know that that's not how wrestling works. That's true. Do you think uh, we'll still get uh, anything between Judgment Day and Ray Ray? Not for a while, no. Still think we're not going to get none of that? No. I, I, don't, I don't think Gunter needs any help from Judgment Day for this, so no, I don't. Not, not for a while, anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it is what it is. I mean, if that's the case, I just don't like how they've just, you know, just cut it off like that, because what was the point? You know what I mean? I just Why can't okay. we just get a blow-off? Well, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, maybe Ray really doesn't want to wrestle his son. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine there was actually a, a true reason he just doesn't want to wrestle his son. I doubt it, because I'm pretty sure he'd be pretty, pretty. Uh, what do you call it? Proud, I assume. Well, here's of what his son the is achieving. Is probably because everybody knows that Dominic isn't ready to be put over by someone like Rey Mysterio yet. I mean, he's got to get better. Oh, no, of course, absolutely. But uh, still, I mean, I don't know, man. You think he's that bad? Sub Ripley sucks. Completely Sub Ripley, Sub Ripley. Jesus it's Christ. Terrible. I mean, he's getting matchups with your AJ Styles. You know, he's, he's, he's gotten some pretty decent matches, man. Please. He's worse than Dante Martin. Uh, Dante Martin, well, yeah, he's worse than Dante Martin. I, well, you know what? Maybe not, because at least with, um, you know, Sub Ripley, at least he kind of understands a little bit better when it comes to psychology, whereas Dante Martin has no fucking clue yeah, no. when it comes to ring psychology. Then again, for, his, for the last two years, they've been telling him he doesn't need to. So when, when they remember, he's there. Um, right, exactly. I, I mean, you know... Who I mean, tell me who else in his age group is Dominic better than? Is he better than MJF? Is he better than Austin Theory? Is he better than Rhea Ripley? Is he better than huh. uh, Sammy Guevara? Is he better than Jungle Boy even? I mean, you know, is, he uh... better, is he better than the Martin brothers? Is he, I mean, 
Is he better than Brian Pillman Jr. even? I mean, who, who's he better than? You know, well, you can make an argument about Brian Pillman Jr., to be fair. Is he, um, is he better than Braun Breaker? I mean, I, I can't think of any. Is he better than Roxanne Perez? Is he better than Cora Jade? I don't, I don't think so. And they were on NXT. Yeah, I know, but you see, you just you don't want to see any of his talents. To be fair, you just don't like him at all. True. I don't think he's that great in the ring, but I do think he's not a bad promo, and he does understand some sort of ring psychology. He's not the greatest, obviously. He just looks like shit. Let's be fair. If he well, looked he like an actual a wrestler, promo. I mean, the context of it is interesting because you know he's he's rejected his father and he's around people going ha ha. And and Rhea, you know, you, everyone's looking at Rhea, not at him. But right, yeah, I mean, that's true. Nah, well, I, I'll, I'll die on this hill. He stinks. Well, let's move on anyway, because as I was saying just before, we have Bray Wyatt talking to us from backstage. He apologizes for not finishing what he had to say last week, but he he will now. He always says revenge is a confession of pain, and he wants to confess some things to us today because he thinks it will help. He confesses that he has problems, and he always has, and it's not hard for people to see. But there's a few of them, like anger. Sometimes it takes him places he doesn't want to be, and it's taken him to a place he shouldn't have come back from. But for whatever reason, he gets chances other people don't get. This time he has, he was content just being left alone, but he confesses he's really glad we didn't because he needed all of us to pull the spears from his ribs and yank him up and he tells him what he had to do without even telling him and he's thankful for it. Now he sees he knows who we are and what we're trying to do, but it won't work. He confesses that on his journey he'll do horrible, horrible things, but he won't, but he will not feel sorry for them. He's just a servant, and he'll go where the circle takes him. And uh, did you get this promo at all? I mean, he's going to do bad things, essentially. That's he it. He knows where the circle's going to take him. Well, firstly, from acoustics-wise, he was way too low, and the music was way too loud. I mean, I get it was supposed to be replaying the chaos in his mind and like be a musical score to his mind, and it was probably his idea, but... The room he was in was much too big, or the acoustics were, were not strong enough, or the, or the mics were not set up in the right way, but I had trouble hearing it. So I'll have to call this effort sort of a, a fail or an incomplete. It was until, you know, everyone and their mother printed it, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, the, the verbiage of it. Sure, it's, it's you know, if you don't like Bray Wyatt's character, you're gonna say it's, you know, he's just, it's just an ultimate warrior, like word salad. Uh, you know, if you like oh. the Bray Wyatt or twisted, you know, what's going on character, it's you know, he's obviously at war with himself and, pret- and pretending he's at peace, but he, but he's at peace when he's in control, but he's not at peace when the other parts of him are in control. And don't worry, we're in control. I never lost it. Or, you, <laughs> know, or, you know, and, you know, and later on we see what I think it's Uncle Howdy is, is the uh, Guy Fox mask or the Black black Mirror mask. Not Black Mirror. Black uh, black phone mask on right. that. So well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in my opinion, it is because let's be honest, it's all in his head. Just like the song in the background right now is saying, mm-hmm. "Feed your head." His head's getting fed. But I just want to say, I hate his entrance music, man. Like this, the song that I'm playing in the background should be his fucking song right now, in my opinion. 
for whatever reason they didn't go with that they've gone with some sort of generic I mean uh, I don't know what to call it but yeah I just don't like it I don't know I mean it's hard for me to remember he only came out like once to it um, but uh, I, I don't know I, I like the old music better but maybe this one will grow on me I mean whatever it is as long as it's not that damn song they kept playing during um, Halloween Havoc basically. I oh. hated that song well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I actually, you know what music I use? Remember I said I'm, I was going to add my own music post-production, whatever? Mm-hmm. I use the old school Halloween Havoc themes from WCW, man, <laughs> which is much better than that shit. But, I mean, why would you use a song like that for a show that's meant to be, you know, spooky and sort of like, you know, no rules and whatnot? I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's stupid. Well, my thinking is, is that they hire these bands on either work made for hire or it's royalty free so the band gets publicity one way or the other and and that they get some sort of revenue from downloads of the song and I mean you have to figure you know that that there's going to be some dopey wrestling fans who hear the song like that was fire or or collect every you know the songs to every show ever and just you know have that as a catalog or whatever and (laughs) they probably probably sell you know whatever you know, 40,000 units or whatever. Ugh, please. That fucking song sucked balls, in my opinion. And it sucks balls still and always will suck balls. But it is what it is. Whoever chose that song, though, you should be fired. What did you saying. think of Ray's uh, little segment there? Um, I liked his cockiness, to be honest, Jeff. He was a little cocky, which we haven't seen in a long time, I felt like. He seems a lot more confident now. I don't know if that's because, you know, he's rejuvenated, obviously, because he's on SmackDown away from his kid and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he seemed cocky and confident, so I liked it. Better than crying. Better than crying, absolutely. Better than crying, but... You're crying in wrestling. <laughs> there's, no, there's no crying in wrestling. Jesus, grow up, Ray. Crying out loud. Well, he did for this week anyway. Um, but the next segment is what I liked, actually, Jeff, and I'm not talking about Bray. I'm talking about the Bloodline because we have uh, backstage the Bloodline is celebrating Solo Sokoa's victory as Jay seems like he's finally warming to Sammy and they crow about breaking Sheamus' arm. Every week they're leveling up and Zayn tells Solo that he's a gem and he's doing so good. He sent a message not only to, to Sheamus but to the entire locker room that nobody messes with the fucking Bloodline. Sammy thinks they're done for the night, but the Usos want to get Logan Paul. Zayn tells him that Roman Reigns specifically told him not to get involved, and it wouldn't be a very usy, or wouldn't be very usy to get involved. Jay smiles and yeah, Jay smiles and agrees before shouting that he's a hothead, and we'll just have to see what happens by the end of the night as we go to a break. But Logan Paul think- can't do this. True, I love that dude. He looks like an idiot, but I fucking love it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, funny enough, did you uh, read Solace Cole's interview from from a podcast he did? There's a little no. transcript when he mentioned Sammy. Brilliant, dude. He goes, um, he loves Sammy. Now, this is a shoot. This is what he did. Sammy, he goes, is one of the best workers, one of the best people in general. And what's funny is that he tries to get Solo to laugh right. during these segments. And Solo legitimately says... I'm trying not to laugh, but the motherfucker keeps on getting me where you can slightly see him smiling. And you do. You do sort of see him wanting to smile. 
But then he gets back into character. It's like, no, nah, I'm not fucking. I'm not going to laugh to this shit. But that's the game that they're having. And I can even see that with Jay, dude. Jay looks like he wants to break out laughing. But he doesn't. So, I mean, he sells it pretty well. But still, I can tell. I can tell. Sammy's great, Jeff. He, he might look like shit, but he's he's he must be one of the locker room... I don't want to say locker room leaders, but someone that will keep everybody sort of uh, their morale very high when he's around. Class clown. Absolutely, class clown. And we all we all need a class clown in a locker room or for classroom for that matter. I mean, without him, it just wouldn't be good. But yeah, he's, he just seems like a great guy. Like our truth used to get Brock Lesnar to laugh all the time. Oh, that, that's brilliant too. I mean, the fact that Vince sent him out there to crack Brock. Mm-hmm. is brilliant you know what I mean and I love how they do that to, to Brock man I really do which is which is brilliant because the guy takes everything serious but anyway what do you think about the segment I, I love everything about the, this you know and, and you know every time that uh, Sammy is looking to Jimmy for a little bit of support well he says my dog and then when Jay oh, yeah. says something he goes my dog <laughs> <laughs> but I love like Mr. Non-Committal. I love their fucking handshake too man look that looks like legitly they've got something going on in real life even. I mean, you don't just fucking do that shit without having to do it a million times, if you know what I mean. I can't even do this. <laughs> I don't know if you... Did you ever used to go to... Did you ever like trance back in the day, Jeff, in your younger years? Did I ever, did I ever like trams or tramps? Um, no, no, no. Not trance. Trance. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So the answer is... Techno clearly. music. Techno music. Fuck no. Never, you never went to any like techno-y nightclubs ever when you were younger. Sure, I went somewhere, but I wasn't paying attention to the music. I was probably looking right. for girls. All right. Well, do you remember all those topless motherfuckers in there? No. Right. That, you, well, I don't know about you in the states, but here, when I used to go to those type of clubs back in the day, they there'd be a lot of fucking motherfuckers that think you know they're hot stuff. They'd have their shirts off. Yeah, they all got good bodies and whatnot, but they're all dancing with their shirts off and whatnot. And they'll do similar dance moves to what Sami Zayn was kind of doing. <laughs> and that's what it kind of reminds me of. So I got a lot of, a, good, a good kick out of that. My dog. <laughs> you really don't have any of those dudes in the, in the States that, the fucking, that walk around topless in the club, dude? I have no idea. I don't go to clubs. Wow. <laughs> this is Baltimore. I'm not even sure that we have clubs. I mean, I, th- I think we have two. <laughs> I have been to... I, with my ex-girlfriend we went to one bar that had like six different themed clubs in it and one of them was probably like that you were talking about um but i wasn't paying attention to the dudes because there were women topless with like duct tape on their on their nipples and that was that was duct tape (laughs) yeah that was more that was more interesting to me than than you know dudes and the strange thing is as soon as you walk in it's like one that, that we knew and she's like I'm not going to say my girlfriend's name, my ex-girlfriend's name. She's like, yeah, and then she's like, Jeff. And I'm like, hey, we're hugging. <laughs> I'm hugging your boobs. That's great. <laughs> what did your ex fucking do? Did you, did you get a beating when you got home or? No. Uh, no, but I think maybe a couple of years later, maybe I did. Uh, four <laughs> Oh, I see. Anyway, um, I guess we both agree that we both love that segment. And anyway... Let's move on because we've got Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville and this match annoyed me because the match goes to a double count out draw. 
I mean, we're full. Because live is dangerous. Live is unpredictable. Live loves yeah. violence. Liv oh, is not yeah. there. She's not interested in winning. She's interested in delivering the smackdown to Rudy Poos like Sonya Deville, who's everyone's whipping girl these days. What has she fucking done wrong lately, man, to piss off management? Because she's losing on NXT. She's losing on SmackDown. She was losing on Raw previously. What the hell's going on with Sonya Deville? She, she's the she's the Chad Gable of, of, <clears throat> of the women's division. She butts her nose into everyone's business, and she gets laid out, and next week she thinks that she can beat everyone up again. Does she bring um, toxic attraction to the main roster, possibly? Why would on a they want to associate basis? with a loser? Well, Sonya Deville was originally sort of part of, you know, Mandy Rose's crew. That was a different Mandy Rose. I think they were still, like, they're still tight on TV. I mean, last week on NXT, on not on Halloween Havoc, on the show, didn't Mandy Rose and her interact? Uh, well, Sonya was with Toxic Attraction. Mandy made an appearance at the end, so sort of. Now, I mean, they they had when Sonya stepped in for Mandy Rose, she said we we may have had our differences, but she's still my best friend. But uh, you know, it, the last we saw them together, except for very recently, they were still feuding. Well, yeah. Well, they are best friends in real life, also. So uh, yeah, but. After the match goes to a count-out draw, the post-match we get Morgan gets a steel chair out from under the ring and throws it inside. As we get more chairs follow, she takes Sonya back in the ring with them and sets her up top. We get a superplex into the steel chairs as Liv laughs and laughs and laughs. Uh, yeah, as we get an LA Knight hype reel follows as we get a break. Yeah! It took, like, it took her like three minutes to get all the chairs in there. There was, a, I mean, such... A waste of time and Sonya Deville has to lie there the whole time yeah and really in real life I think Sonya Deville will absolutely annihilate Liv Morgan because of her MMA background but it is what it is Liv Morgan they still see something in her which I just don't understand and I'm sure you don't either broken Liv broken Liv well we come back from commercials speaking of broken we get another Viking Raiders vignette and then uh, we get Braun Strowman making his entrance. He gets on the mic. He asks the crowd to look at him and really look at him and see that he's not easy to miss. <laughs> Jeez. And he's not hard to find if you've got a problem with him. And he also heard Montel Vontanius Porter drawing at him on Raw. And he tells him and Omos to come down and look in the eyes of a real fucking monster as MVP makes his entrance alone and says at no point He's never referred to Braun as anything less than a monster of a man because that's what he is. He's sure he's used to being the biggest and the strongest, but now he's got Omos to contend with as he learned last week. Strowman then challenges Omos to a match at Crown Jewel and Porter accepts on Omos's behalf. Braun then cuts MVP off and says they could talk about what's going to happen all day, but he's more about action than talking since Montel is out here by himself. MVP then tells him that the Nigerian giant is in fact here and Omos comes on down. The two giants stared, stared down at each other and Strowman then squares up eye level to the Nigerian giant's collarbone. Omos tries to startle him and when that doesn't work, just plain shoves Braun out of the ring, leading MVP to shepherd his man out of the ring as Komichi tells us Sheamus has been taken to the hospital. 
what do you think of this little segment? I felt like uh, Braun looked like a dumb idiot in this segment, just quietly. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I didn't think too much of the, the, the segment. It was what it was supposed to be. It was the setup for Crown Jewel, and you know, like like we've been saying the last couple of weeks, and that's what it is. It's the setup for Crown Jewel, and uh, you know, uh, almost shoved Braun Strowman, he fell out of the ring, and they smiled as if he liked it. So, um, yeah. My biggest issue with this whole thing is Braun's nose ring is ridiculous. I fucking hate it, bro. I hate it. He's he's a weird guy, man. I want to like this guy, and I should. But him as as a person, like legitly as a person, I I find really weird. I hate the really? way he the way he poses all the time on his Instagram, like he's some fucking supermodel with his pants kind of down, like his cock is about to come out. Like, please, dude. We get it. You think you're sexy, but come on, bro. Well, don't follow him on Instagram or do like me and delete Instagram from your phone. I hate Instagram. Um, I don't really use Instagram either, so yeah. Just to look at sexy pictures of Ron? No, it comes up on my Facebook feed because of others fucking posting it in groups. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, you don't just believe like, me. Just like the, those uh, trans bars, you clubs you go to. Trance, trance, not trans. Trance, trance, trance. You know, T R A N C E. Like you hypnotize someone into a trance. Yeah, well, yeah, like that, but not that. <laughs> We're talking about the 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 form of techno music. It's a it's a, what's it called? It's a genre of techno, basically. Yeah. Isn't techno good enough to describe techno music? Yeah, but these days it's just multiple genres to everything, dude. You know how it is. Luckily, I don't. Um, okay, well, this this is fine. So this will be at the Crown Jewel uh, battle, yep. battle of the Titans, Clash of the Titans. Apparently, well, after that we get a recap of Drew McIntyre's beatdown. Excuse me, beatdown on Karrion Cross last week, as Drew is interviewed backstage. He says Cross pushed him past his breaking point at Extreme Rules. But that's irrelevant, Jeff. His attack got him called to WWE headquarters and it was made very clear to him that if they get in each other's way again, there will be severe consequences. But they all agreed that their feud has to end and it will at Crown Jewel in a steel cage match. yippee ki yay Did you notice that Drew McIntyre's shirt is like the He-Man pose? Like he's pulling out the, the sword and he's in front of Castle Grayskull? Like... I have the power. Well, what are you trying to say, Jeff? I mean, that's what the shirt is. It looked like the He-Man pose to me. That's, that's a little, little silly. Um, I used to love He-Man just quietly when I was young, but, you know. Because right. um, he's topless. And, and <laughs> obviously you like that. Uh, but uh, this was... Um, um, pushed him to his breaking point, but that's besides the point. I... I don't know. I mean, I would think that Drew would have come up with a... He, he should have been angry. He should have said, that's what you get across. This is what you get. And yeah, they talked to me. And, and I said, listen, I won't touch him outside the ring anymore, but I demand the ring and I don't want him getting away and I don't want Scarlett interfering. So it's going to be a steel cage match. And you know what? They set it up for me in Crown Jewel. Yeah, cool. It, well, his promo, I'm his promo was weird. It's, it was just... It, it didn't, it didn't First of all... This this feud is weird because where did all the hate come from? Nowhere. I don't know. And I thought that Cross was targeting 
drew more to get through out of the way to get to Roman because he was also exactly thank you and Drew got beaten by Roman and now he's not in that picture as near as I can tell so like why would he be focusing any attention on now I guess in fairness I guess if you heard cross not they said this but maybe he was done with Drew but Drew drove his pickup truck into his into his Tesla or into his horse ah. I was going to ask you that. I don't think Drew has even implied that he actually did that. That's another problem I have, Jeff. I'm not sure if it was him that did it. Supposedly yeah, but, but Michael Cole said it. He, he said last week Drew McIntyre assuming. caused the car accident. Right, well, they're assuming. But they haven't yeah, showed well, us footage of, the, of, of it. And Drew McIntyre actually hasn't said that it was him that did it. I understand. But you know what? They're not that clever. They, 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 this is well, they the should be. I mean, remember everybody, you know, four years ago saying Seamus, you know, isn't the one who ran over Jeff Hardy or whatever it was? Yeah, he was. They just, they just let it go. It's, you know, the last time they tried to do a car accident work, it took a year and it was Rikishi who did it for The Rock, which was a... <laughs> I a did it for The Rock. <laughs> right. And we're still talking about 23 years later as, as an embarrassing moment in wrestling. So It doesn't matter. At least they had the footage of that happening, though. And you can clearly but, see that it was Rikishi that did it. But you know what would have made more sense here is that if What's that? Cross was the one who cut the promo and said, Drew, I was done with you. I beat you. I was going after the tribal chief. I, I was looking for gold. But you tried to take me out of the oh, game. Uh, and I can't right. let that stand. So, Drew, I asked for this match. I'm the one who told Triple H, no, don't press charges. I talked to those cops. I talked them off the ledge. Because I want you on my turf, and my turf is going to be Riyadh. You're going to be in a steel cage in Saudi Arabia. TikTok. Perfect. There you go. There's your Could promo right there. Who stands on the hourglass and where's there more sand than Saudi Arabia? Ha, ah, true. TikTok, you know I mean? indeed. Absolutely. I mean, Fuck it. Made Perfect. More sense. You know, story it wise. would have. And, you know, I don't know. And that's, that's, to be honest, Triple H doesn't feel a hell of a whole lot more than Vince other than bringing people back. No, you're right, and uh, that's sad to say. I mean, look, I don't... yeah, look, I'll be, I'll be honest. Let's be honest, right? Uh, just right before Vince was gone, the shows were becoming better. Let's be honest. They kind of were getting better, right? Smackdown was. Uh, Smackdown routinely Definitely. was, or regularly, not routinely, but regularly was one of the better shows of the week, if not the best show of the week. For sure, I agree. Raw. Also, other than, yeah, Raw just sucked. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, but also, the thing about Triple H, yeah, other than him bringing back as many guys and girls that he has, what's he really doing? I mean... Uh, now, that's not, I, I mean, that's not such a small thing, because at least there's variety in stories, and you don't see everyone every week, and so you see more people. But, I mean, at this point, there's no more Vince stories that are left over except for maybe Money in the Bank. Um Oh you yeah, know. true. And Cody, maybe. Yeah, but that story was good. <laughs> so right, right. That's true. That's true. Uh, and Money in the Bank is. I mean, listen, it's it's on the right guy. I mean, that's actually not a bad place to be with Austin Theory. He's basically what Logan Paul should be, except Logan Paul they're trying to make him facey. Um, so I mean, you got and it's this not young, working. I don't think. Yeah, you, you got this young upstart. You know. Uh, 
uh, you know, conceited guy who doesn't win a lot of matches, but knows it doesn't really matter because he can, you know, he, he can still cash in his chip whenever he wants. So um, I don't know. I, I I was hoping for more from from Triple H and and the team. And you know, because I'm not going to lay it all on him because there's supposed to be a team. But you know, everybody, you know, everyone blamed Vince for not being that creative, and you know. They're only marginally more creative now than they were before. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I will say Raw does flow better, though, under Triple H than it did with Vince. Somewhat. Uh, I, it, I'll just say it's for the same reason. I just think that there's more people, which, which, like I said, that's not nothing. I mean, that, 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 was, a, that was a good 20 to 30% of the problem was too much repetition. There's still too many recaps and things like that, but... Um, We'll see. I mean, I, I really just wish NWA would die already so they could hire Billy Corgan because at least he's a good booker. Uh, yeah, he's all right. But uh, I don't know. I don't think you'll let it die. Not anytime soon anyway. Uh, it's sad. I think you're right. Unfortunately, I am. Uh, anyway, next we move on to another matchup, which is between Damage Con- Uh, either Jimmy froze or I froze. So uh, it was damage control represented by EO Sky and Dakota Kai with Bailey in their corner wearing Obviously, a weird outfit. This is pretty obvious, but damage control ended up winning by pinfall with a moonsault from IO Sky on Shotzi Blackheart to retain their WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. What do you think of the matchup? Uh, before I tell you about that, you were frozen on my end, so I was speaking on the on the chance that you were frozen on the audience's end too. So you may have to do some editing there. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, match was fine. Um, I, I don't know what Raquel was doing, making the the poopy face at the end. She she she, she looked like she was very upset, like almost like like when I thought she was going to turn heel on Aaliyah, um, but then she was you know, holding, you know, Shotzi uh, like a mother bear and caring for her. But uh, Raquel is obviously very frustrated with damage control, which maybe in, in my twisted mind means that she will turn heel and become their their enforcer. Cause they're Kevin Nash? They're Kevin Nash because Raquel was never better than she when she was that, and she was never better when she was with Dakota, and Dakota was certainly never interesting without Raquel. So... Um, they, they could use that strength. But anyway, the damage control help hold on to the titles. Big deal. I mean, Raquel and Shotzi have been a team for, what, three weeks? So yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, big deal. You're right. Well, we move on to another backstage segment as we have Ronda Rousey is interviewed backstage. She says she issues open challenges to prove she's the best and not to entertain us. And she's not going to chase fan approval when we all hate her. <laughs> But she's the best and we're stuck with the best and next week she'll have an open challenge when she feels like it yeah 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 it's fine she's she's fully embracing the heel thing it, it's i was fine. gonna she's, say that right she's been tweener heel for a while now um i still consider her a tweener for sure she's definitely a tweener yeah i think i mean i think they're trying to maybe do the john moxley thing with her except that Moxley wouldn't make you wait a week for the open challenge. Like, so, like, it's a heel thing to say, but not tonight. Um, other than that, it, it's a tweener. It's weird, though. Liv, who was the face, who I thought that was going to turn heel, it seems like they are turning heel, but right now she's sort of a tweener now because she's only going medieval on Sonya Deville, who's a heel. 
So yeah, yeah, it's true. So uh, I don't know. Both major promotions are are a little bit confusing with their their storytelling uh, or their ability to tell stories. I'm, I'm not sure which it is just yet, but um, it was fine. I, I think it's cool. I, I mean, I didn't want to see Ronda wrestle tonight anyway, and she's going to do the open challenge when she wants. It's a little bit chaotic and gives you something to wonder if that's going to be on the show any given week. And I guess we're going to be getting a title match this week. And I don't know. Who, who will answer? Who? Who, Ooh, Jimmy? Who? 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 I don't know, but I don't care. I bet you'll be someone like a Raquel Rodriguez. Maybe Electra Lopez. Maybe she did get called up after all. She'll get munched. Maybe Queen Zelina? You know, maybe the oh, she'll of, get eaten alive, bro, if it was Queen the Zelina. The return of Carmella? Uh, again, she'll get eaten alive. Chelsea Green's been rumored. Mia Yim's been rumored to return. Everyone's been rumored to return. I think Chelsea Green would be a good acquisition again right now, I think. I've already Mia told you Yim. my conditions, but in the event that we have new listeners, to me, Chelsea Green looks exactly like Britt Baker. Just do her hair like Britt Baker, give her the same outfit as Britt Baker, and her gimmick is she's a podiatrist. So she goes, Chelsea <laughs> Green, D-P-D. <laughs> well, she was a hot mess also, Jeff. And I, I loved her when she was a hot mess. But she's married now, so you know you can't very well do that any longer. Uh, yeah, everyone knows still... that she's married. She was Laurel right. Van Ness, the hot mess. Exactly, exactly. So, believe, Van... believe me, I know. Uh, but you know, I, I, you know, I just would love for them to do that. And I think actually Chelsea Green and Britt Breaker are, are pretty good friends in real life. They are. They they actually are. You, you're right. They travel together, so I don't think Britt would be mad at it. I think that she would. I think that she would actually like making reference that that other people who claim to be bigger are copying her. I think that that would actually be fun for her. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. Uh, definitely. I mean, I do see Brie Baker eventually getting to WWE, maybe. I, I mean, as long as AEW is there, and as long as Tony Khan is willing to pay the money, I don't know why Britt would ever leave where she is. She is I mean, she's probably getting, you know, 1.3. Well, I guess all the broken noses, maybe. I mean... Oh, man, more. she's earned her money. Don't worry about that. Definitely. Yeah. She might be one more broken bone away from from considering other options. Yeah, it's crazy, man. The amount of times she's actually broken her nose, but she's fucking tough. I'll give her that, man. Yeah, but she's she's been she's been the number one woman there for since, since almost since day one. And as she should be. I mean, she's the most over heel or babyface, and still is. Yeah, I'm I'm a Britt Baker fan, and I'm a Absolutely. Rebel fan. Listen. I gave a couple uh, dollars to Rebel for the PWC for for Dollar Club Wrestling. Rebel, man, interesting. So you like you like him a little thick, huh, Jeff? She's age appropriate for me. How old is she actually? You think? Rebel, uh, probably late thirties, maybe she look forty. I won't lie; she looks like she's in her mid forties at the very least. Really, oh, right? That, but she looks great. She looks good though. But I'm just saying. Age appropriate. Like, Listen. AEW doesn't always feature a lot of women and sometimes they're not exactly great looking and if there was a night where I didn't like the show and Lexi wasn't wearing something nice you know I, I might have you know gone with you know I might have gone with Rebel just to be you know give a little shout out to someone that's genera general okay generationally <laughs> appropriate for me no you're right you know it's funny she does her little poses like um, like uh, Raquel Rodriguez Funny enough, from what I'm reading here, but I, I, you know what? She could be AEW's Raquel. 
man, do you know how old she is? Nope, I don't, obviously. You just wow, asked me. wow. Take a wild guess. Just take one guess. 38. 44. Okay, okay. She looks her age. I won't lie. Listen, that's a cougar. Holy shit. I didn't expect that though, man. She's not even, I'm not even 10 years older than her. Wow. I did not expect that. That's crazy. Dude. There you go. So, I, I, you know, if I say something about Cora Jade, that's just creepy. The girl's 21. 44. Holy Perfect. shit. Take Rebel over Cora Jade any day, anyway. Did you know she was in WB in 2019? I'm sure I knew that at some point in my life. Oh, but she wasn't, she wasn't a wrestler. She was like a, a makeup artist. No, uh, it says here that she appeared as herself on the January 23rd, 2019 edition of WWE's NXT show, teaming with uh, with Amber Nova in a tag team loss to Kairi, uh, to Kairi Sane and Io Shirai. Oh, so she was appearance talent. Yeah, she was in OVW at one stage too. And OVW? Yeah. OVW <laughs> shut down 15 years no, ago. No, no, they're still going, dude. It's not the same OVW. Ah, uh, they've made it on... Al Snow now owns it. Yeah. And uh, trust me, they're doing good things. Shout-outs to everyone at OVW and Rip Rogers. Rip Rogers is still the head trainer over there. Uh-huh. And, I mean, Bin Hamini is from OVW also, uh-huh. Jeff, so we've got to give him their their props. Shout-outs to, to everyone in the HMG family and Channel Attitude and OVW. Heck, even the vet was from OVW, Jeff. Oh, my goodness. Is that what the V stands yes. for? Yes. <laughs> Ohio How Vet Wrestling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, we come back as we get a cryptic, another cryptic vignette from the masked Bray Wyatt, and then we go back to a break. That was but It apparently was, yes. The, it's not Bray. That, you don't know it's Bray Wyatt. Well, it sounded like Bray Wyatt to me, just a little oh. distorted. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. What did Uncle Howdy say? I, I couldn't understand him. I'll be honest with you, man. What did he say? Do you know what he said? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I I heard it, but I didn't write it down because I rely on you for that. Well, I didn't write it down either. So uh, yeah, I'm sorry for anyone that wants to know, but it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, seriously. Okay. Anyway, we'll Go see on. where that goes. We we'll see where that goes, and um, hopefully, it's not stupid. But I'm getting a feeling if they don't... I don't know, man. I'll, I'll wait. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt before I even open my mouth. But we come back from commercial and we get another promo, but this time from Legado del Fantasma as Santos Escobar talks about how companies get stronger from mergers and acquisitions. And Zelina Vega is their newest acquisition. She says she's been successful at everything she's done. I, I wouldn't agree with that. And they have no peers or competition. Escobar then says they're unstoppable. They're an unstoppable force fueled by tradition, legacy, and culture, and they're going to destroy Hit Row, which I'm sure they will. And then we cut to Hit Row watching backstage as Top Dollar is upset that they're supposed to be head and shoulders over everyone else when they're shorter than him, and B-Fab has an idea to lead them out of that little TV area. What do you think of the segment, Jeff? Listen, I, I like the Legato segment, except it would have made sense three weeks ago. <laughs> We've already seen Zelina with them at least twice. I mean, she's done a hurricane run on, on BFAB at least twice. So, right. I mean, it, it seems like it's a little dated. We already know that this was an acquisition. Um, 
it's fine. I mean, you know, it's 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 the same gimmick. We're we're in business. I don't know what business there is there, but there's whatever it is. There's more of it in WWE than there is in NXT, and they would really. And he was drinking his his brown liquor properly, which is straight, like a man, yeah, um, like a man, and looked like scotch. So I approve. Uh, and then Vipro, uh, you know, uh, Bfab has an idea, and they said they like when she has ideas, and. Um, you know, I guess that's going to be uh, they're going to get an ally or allies to help them even up the numbers and everyone's speculating as to who that might be. Well, since uh, you brought up man, I guess we're going to start a new segment here at the PwC called He's a Man. And I guess the, the award for, for this week would definitely have to go to Santos Escobar. Congratulations on becoming your inaugural PwC He's a man award winner. Absolutely. Such a man because he drank his fucking whiskey straight like a real man and how a man should drink their whiskey, not with Coke or any of that shit in there. Just straight whiskey. So congratulations, bueno, you amigo. Hey, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, he's such a man, Jeff. So I think from now on, the last show of the week that we do we got to give out the man award or maybe every show we do we got to give out who's a real man's man award winner you're looking for any excuse to play that goddamn song so we might as well make a segment out of it why not i just thought about it right now and to be fair jeff they all i am they always make me play that because they're always talking about being a man and not being a man in particular in aw True. Just talk your talk. So who do you think they're who do you think is BFAB's idea? Who do you think they're gonna bring into even the odds? Uh not so one of the new day. Do you think it's gonna be Butch? Do you think it's gonna they they're gonna bring Carmelo Hayes up to the main roster? Oh, if Carmelo if if Carmelo and Trick Williams would say were to join Heat Row, they would outshine the whole Heat Row absolutely outshine that, that will take over man but you know what I would be cool with that for some reason as long as they take over that damn thing I'll be alright with it well I have sad news for everybody I think it's going to be Dawkins because they were they were fooling around with Street Profits a lot and Montez Ford's been in that that foot boot for a while and you don't you know you don't the wear boot. two weeks in a row if it's a if it's a work uh, or if it's so a it's shoot. legit yeah so it's a, well I mean you don't wear a foot boot usually if there's no story around it if you didn't get pilmanized you don't wear a foot boot t- two weeks in a row and what else is Dawkins to do so uh, I mean they've already shown some type of alliance so I think it's going to be disappointing but uh, hey listen if it's somebody else at, le- at least uh, there's a chance that, that could be interesting Ugh. Yeah, I, I want it to be an actual surprise, man. You know, do someone from left field, not fucking any of the street profits. You mean like Cedric? Dawkins? No, hell no. Should I just name random black wrestlers? Fire him already. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, and we're not trying to be racist here, but this, this is on WWE, not us. Oh. But thank you for bringing that up. Sure. Essentially, yeah, you might as well bring up any random black wrestler because that's exactly what WWE is going to do. You know, it's. I mean, this is a culture versus culture thing, just like it was in NXT. I mean, it is. It is sort of a race war. But, it I mean, is. They didn't it want to do it. Is. They could certainly bring in, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a random other person. Um, maybe you know, even so, a, 
maybe even a Latin star. Maybe. Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> maybe they should do what the nation did back in the day, Jeff. Bruno. No, please. No, hell no. Maybe someone like, remember when Owen Hart was part of um, Nation of Domination? For whatever reason, I felt like it worked back then, right? It's almost fine. Owen even was though, like the Sami Zayn to the bloodline. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess in a sense, right? But the thing about that, it's not as out of place as you think, Jeff, because think about, you know, Samoans in particular, they've always got a few of their boys that's not part of their, like, race oh. that they look at just as tight as they do with their own people, if that makes sense. So that doesn't look as out of place to me as it would, say, Sammy being part of Hit Row. I mean, it makes sense in my household. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only uh, white guy here. Technically, you are. That's true. <laughs> well, and see, I There's hate three of us and two or two are Latino. I, you know, so. But see, I know this is not for the show, but Latinos, man, come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, can't you consider them technically fucking white? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, this is America have labeled them as, as brown, really. I don't know. Steve is always talking about people of color. I mean, his last name is Pena. He's Colombian. So, you know, right. I don't know. But don't... my last name is Tismelis. Does that make me fucking super white? Yes. You're Greek. Why? Europe. Because I'm Greek. Yeah. But see, Spain is from Europe. White. White people. Portuguese is from Europe. White people. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. So, so then any Latino that's from the South America, right, say, or even you know mexico north america whatever you want to call it el salvador right because they're from that region suddenly they're what about all the white spaniards that that went to south america after the spanish took over I have so no they're idea. suddenly brown i i i agree we're all mutts and then trying to put us into neat little patterns it's stupid. Is, is yeah there's there's seven million years of of hominid you know interbreeding that uh you know, to, if you want to find a pure race, you're going to have to probably look at chimpanzees. Um, true. Yeah. But, it's true. And, and even them, they even, even chimpanzees have, have, have changed and have spin-off relatives. So, yeah, no, I think the whole notion is, is silly, but um, but other people don't. It I mean, is listen, what it is. Well, hey, Greeks, is a big Greek, thing. Identity politics is a big thing. In, it's, in, the in the States. And it's crazy. I, I find it really silly. But on top of that, did you know Greeks were considered non-white until 1900 and something? Then they were considered white. Listen, everybody Explain is considered non-something until it's convenient for the for the. See the, what I mean, bro? So, uh, Greeks weren't, Italians weren't, Jews weren't. Exactly. Now exactly. they're white because it's convenient. You guys are considered. I mean, well, not you guys, but Jew Jewish people are considered non-white technically, and it, as some of the whitest people I've seen in my life. Yeah, well, I'm 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 the same color as my my wall, but. Uh, the, uh, I mean, the, the construct of Jews being considered white is probably less than half a century old. But uh, the, but that's because it's convenient for others who want to make it white against others. But I mean, the the the, the construct of their of there being three races has always been stupid. I mean, basically, <laughs> eugenics is is the forefathers to the Nazis who were trying to say that there was an a, a superior master race and they butched and they ruined the word Aryan. I mean, they took a word that meant something else and changed it into something else entirely. Um, so anyway, uh, 
what's this have to do with wrestling? Oh yeah, who's hit row gonna pick? So that's uh, right. Ah, see, it turned into so, a race. So who's a random free agent who would be exciting? Who we have? JTG. JTG would be cool, but he's not a he's 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 not a random white guy. Um, but are we talking I, random white guys now, or we're just sticking with I, no, black guys? Whoever whoever you want, you think that it's available that there would be. I mean, the only problem JTG, and it's, I mean, he's, he's like close to forty, which is not that big a deal in wrestling these days. But no, um, it's not right. But I, you know, I'd like to see some younger people, you know, come uh, brought in. But I don't know. I don't. I I, I think it's going to be Dawkins. I think it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment because that's what WWE's done to me. They mostly disappoint me. Um, yeah, you're probably right, and uh, and unfortunately, you probably. I hope it's Dutch. I hope it's my man Dutch. Well, Dutch man tell. No, Dutch from from uh, Horror Incorporated, from the Righteous, that that six foot six, four hundred pound man, be awesome. <sighs> well, it won't be Dutch, that's for sure, or Dutch Mantel for that matter. But uh, but definitely anyway, won't be Dutch <laughs> definitely not. It's Maybe Scorpio opposite. Sky. Nah, Lance Hoyt. Yeah, nah. Eh, I mean, he was a rock guy at one stage, right? I don't know. I, I remember I in know, TNA, I know bro. Nothing about him. I'm not even sure if he works for AEW. Neither do I, but uh, at this point, who cares? Because we're up to our main event, actually, Jeff, I believe. All right. And it is between Ludwig Kaiser versus Rey Mysterio. And, um, I mean, usually I'll go through the match. I mean, should I go through the match, Jeff? No. No? No point? Okay, yeah, then. Well, basically knows that Rey Mysterio is going to win this match in the end. I mean, it's, yeah, that's the purpose of henchmen. Well, yes, as you just said, Raven Stone wins by pinfall with a springboard splash. But we see Logan Paul walking backstage to send us to a break. And I guess this is the real main event. As we come back from commercial, commentary hypes up next week's show, which will be on Fox Sports 1. Jeez, low ratings next week, Jeff, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, Logan Paul makes his entrance and gets on the mic. He says he runs his mouth a lot. That's because he's confident in both himself and in his abilities. And he doesn't need a Paul Heyman to talk for him or two guys who are basically the same guy around <laughs> him at all times. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Or a guy who calls himself Solo who's never alone. And yeah. he definitely doesn't have any friends like Sammy Zayn. But what he does have is the desire to be the best. And yeah, he's the underdog in this fight, as he should be. And nobody expects the kid from social media to step in the ring with the GOAT and actually win. But what if he does, Jeff? What happens if he hits Roman Reigns so hard that he bounces his face onto the canvas and busts his teeth in, turning his tribe into a cleanup crew? And on November 5th in Saudi Arabia, Jay also blasts Paul from behind and Reigns mounted punches down on him. As we get an ode to Rikishi, he smashes him in the corner and Jay throws his one up. As Sami Zayn hits the ring and tells him to leave now, he told him not to do this, but it's not coming from him. It's coming from the Tribal Chief himself. Uso fakes out leaving and charges back in. And Paul sidesteps and takes him out with one elbow strike. As Logan celebrates on stage while Sammy confronts Jay. And that's the show, Jeff. Yep. That one one punch to knock him out. Um, That was a good punch, though, from behind. It looked pretty, like, decent. No, it was, a, yeah, it was a good punch. I mean, Logan Paul is pretty good at wrestling. He's better than Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio has been training for at least five years. He's and guess what, game. Jeff? Yeah. He can actually fucking do a worked punch. He can? Yeah, no. Can you believe that shit? 
low, low compulsive good. Well, he's had to do it for all of his worked boxing matches. But um, <laughs> I see um, what you did there. But he, he he's definitely more suited to be a heel than a face, and and because uh, naturally he's a heel, he can't help it. Naturally, right. that's just how he comes out. Like you know, the way he talks. I mean, that was a Vince thing. You have to have the people cheer the celebrity. Um, but anyway. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little bit tired of the. What if I get one lucky punch in? I mean, but I guess that's his. That's his story. And he's sticking to it. It was fine. I mean, the segment was fine. The big, the biggest thing was Sammy's face because Jay got knocked out, and it was because of Sammy's distraction. But Jay wasn't listening to uh, Sammy, and thus Jay wasn't listening to the, ro- the the tribal chief. But when the tribal chief's not there, Jay doesn't really care so much about all of that. And and uh, you know, when will this come to a head? Oh, you just read the words out of my mouth. I was about to say that to you. What's happening in Montreal in uh, in February? Oh, that would be perfect. Perfect setting, perfect setting for not just the Usos and Roman Reigns, but also for our honorary Us in Sami Zayn, where the crowd will go bananas for him. Mm And, and, um, his, and his best friend isn't he also from uh, Montreal? Yes, well, technically he's from Merrillville, Quebec, Canada, whereas uh, Sami Zayn is actually from Montreal. So, Man, where are same you shit. From? I'm from Melbourne, Australia, Jeff. Technically, what, what, what are you trying to say? Do you want me to say I'm Greek? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm going to say <laughs> you're from a suburb. Well, is Maryville a suburb, technically? I have no idea. I don't know anything about Quebec or Montreal. And why would anyone actually... And if it is, I've never heard any wrestler like, come out to a from a right. suburb. Well, you're the one saying that he's not from Montreal, technically. I mean, you, I think Maryville is from, a town. You say, you say the on. biggest close city to you. That's what you Right, say. but Maryville, I think, is a town in Quebec, not in Montreal. There's no such thing as a town in Quebec. Why is that? You don't have a town in a municipality. You might have a neighborhood that's named like Tribeca or Soho or something like that. But it's Let not me a read town. that up. Like, we don't have Greek, states technically. We have Greek town in Baltimore, but it's still in Baltimore. It's just not, the people around there. You know, right, you, you, but Greek town would be considered technically like a suburb, right? No, it's in Baltimore. Oh, I'm, okay, yeah, but... It's not considered a suburb. Suburbs, all right, what's a suburb in Baltimore, for example? Like where I am, Owens Mills. Okay, all right, but you wouldn't if you were a professional wrestler or anything for that matter that involves your name getting called out and what area you're from. You're not going to get called out from your suburb, clearly. Right. I'm going to say right. I'm from Baltimore, so I don't know right. why you're picking on Karen, Kevin Owens for being from Montreal. No, he's he's. They announced him as Maryville, Quebec, though. That's what I'm trying to say. I've never heard Maryville. I think really? Santa Claus is from Maryville. I think you're confused. No, actually, pay attention next time. They never ever say he's from Montreal. Believe it or not. Mm. You don't believe me? Don't make me put a video on right now. Put a video on. Okay, I'll prove you wrong. Damn it! I'll show you. I'll get a Kevin Owens fucking um, intro. Just that. That's it. A quick one, so we can settle this. So I'll share the screen. Let me just share it. Dun, 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 and if I'm right, all right, watch this, Jeff. Um, hang on a minute. Let's go to YouTube. I'm sure there'll be a Kevin Owens intro. Oh, that was, that was Rebel. Yeah, well, I was wanted to know her age. So. My little next. Kevin Owens, not theme, but um, intro. Here we go. 
Let's see. All right. Listen to this. Oh, oh, big surprise. There's nobody coming to answer the challenge. That's exactly what I thought. Oh. Uh, you might want to rescind that comment there, Master Gator. We got somebody, all right. We talked about a fighter. We got one in front of him now. A man who has been on an absolute warpath. Kevin Owens. Canada's own KO. Shouting his way to the ring. Are they going to announce him or what? Maybe not. Probably the wrong video because they didn't announce him. Uh, let's see here. Um, come on, give us a freaking announce. All right, here, this one should be it. Oh, no. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Give me one fucking intro without that. Um, there should be one, right? You think. Why wouldn't there be no fucking intro that? Uh, let's go here. All right, I'll forward it. I don't want to play five minutes of it. No, I'm this won't to... work either, actually, because that's not a match. Crying out loud, we don't have an introduction of Kevin Owens. But there has to be... A, oh, what about this one? No, that's a custom. Titantron. There has to be fucking one. Okay, how about this? No, probably not. Um, I can't believe it, man. There is not one... Actually, this one here, even though it's a fan one, we should hear it, so. I'm sure give up Jeff. that was awesome they don't even announce it like come on man like just give me one uh, what about this actually this might this has to be it right one more chance Seriously, they can't give us an introduction, Jeff. Well, anyway, look on his Wikipedia, yeah? It says he's built build from Maryville, Quebec, Canada. Mm. So, um, can you see that? Maryville, it is a city in the Canadian province of Quebec. Oh, you want me to look this up? Look it up. I'm, I'm telling you. I am telling you now. Whoops. Get that out. 
I'm telling you, he's from Maryville, Quebec, Canada. That's where they build him from. 16 miles east of Montreal, or 18 miles east of Montreal. And what is that exactly? It's a city, it said, from what I read. They didn't say either. They, I mean, I assume it's just a town, a suburb. No, it's not a suburb. It's, look, it says it here. It says it on Wikipedia. It is a, Maryville is a city in the Canadian province of Quebec. So it's a city, not a suburb. Just How many quiet. people are in Maryville? Um, good question. There is... Why isn't it telling me? Um, its population as of 2011 was 10,094. So well, 10, it's a damn city. city. Well, they consider it a city. So pay attention, all right? If he's on Raw tonight... Just pay attention. I'm telling you, why would I bring up Maryville, Quebec? Why would I know Maryville, Quebec, Canada? I don't know. You know peculiar things. Trust me. it's That's how they announce him for whatever reason. Sorry to our listeners and viewers. I couldn't believe not one of those videos actually well, said the, the listeners where he's from. Edit all that shit out. So. <laughs> I know. The viewers but, were suffering. Well, it's, sometimes it's funny to leave that shit in anyway because I know whoever hears it is going to be like, he's from Maryville. I guarantee it. Hopefully, someone comments. But anyway, in saying that, Jeff, I think we can actually take it home from now, man, because that Kevin Owens thing absolutely done my head in. So in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Right there is Twitter, at MD. You can find me here on the PWC. You can find me co-hosting with Big Daddy Cool Stephen Pena on Hammerlock Hangover, a wrestling podcast. You can find me on Garden of Doom and Garden Views, non-wrestling podcast, not wrestling at all. Uh, occult, esoteric, philosophical, uh, history, alternate history, a little bit of pop culture in there as well. So check that shit out. Garden Views, more topical, more with a legal theme or policy or factual uh kind of a bend to it tends to be shorter so check those shows out i think you'll enjoy them and uh this coming thursday you and i are the uh talking heads for dollar club wrestling for uh mischief night in uh, hamburg pennsylvania we we're we're commentary team for the main event Uh, we sure are i'm actually looking forward to it and that is mischief nights on the 27th of october 8 p.m eastern i believe in Pennsylvania, in Hamburg, apparently. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm pumped, Jeff. I, I wonder who El Pussy Grande is going to be. I mean, who's he going to be? What was it? El Gato Pussy Grande. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, hopefully that cat gets exposed and Jim Prenders is putting his title on the line against El Pussy Grande. So you better recognize him. Yeah. Rock hard is is mad as hell he's not gonna take it anymore absolutely then that's mischief nights 8 p.m 27th of october don't miss it um in saying that if you want to follow me you can at pwc network on twitter and also at dj mass effects also please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com heck even give us a like on youtube at the pwc network and on twitter and facebook also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com, theblowoffpod.com, the PW Hustle, and everywhere else that I missed. Also, I'm in Media Group. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Dose Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk right here on the PWC Network. 
I guess that's it. And it's a bye. See you. Steve or Maryville. <laughs> it's Maryville, Quebec, damn it. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Stop saying my name. I wanted you to leave me the hell alone. But I confess that I'm really glad you did it. Because I needed you. I needed all of you. You pulled the spears out of my ribs and yanked me up. And you told me what I was supposed to do without even having to tell me. And I'm thankful for that. Because now, 
I can see. I know who you are. I know what you want. I know what you're trying to do. But it won't work. I confess that along this journey, I'm going to do horrible, horrible things. But I will never feel sorry for them. I'm just a servant now. I go where the circle takes me. And now another double team coming from the team of Rodriguez and Shotzi. And Shotzi from high above, yeah! taking out damage control. Wow! 
to Rey Mysterio. Mysterio killed that equalizer, though. Oh! Said this one's over. Looking to put Ray away. Ray rolling up Kaiser. And now Mysterio sends Kaiser into the second rope. The fans wanted it. 619. Look at that Mysterio momentum. Dropping the time. Ray Mysterio with a splash on the top rope. Ray with the win. Sheamus is helpless. Holland and Butcher pinned underneath the announce table. And now the battle. Oh, no! We're trying to break Sheamus' arm. Somebody stop these guys. There's some damn security out here. Sony Deville brought a lot of this upon herself, Wade. That's steady off. No one deserves this cold. With the comments that she made last week. She got a beating for those comments already. And now Morgan. number two. Morgan with Deville up top. Left Morgan. And a superplex onto the chairs. Oh, 
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.